This is Andrea Eichmann here with the People's Patriot Project, and we welcome you to another weekend of fun and chattering banter and everything that goes with it. It is the 18th of September, um, and this is our weekly show and podcast called We Got Your Six at Six Patriot Playtime. Each week we bring you a guest. Sometimes we bring you some new music and a new musician, and we share all the good and sometimes not so good happening in our world. This week's show brings us special guest, Michael Brooks, and we are the 22. But before we get started, we ask that you take off your hats, stand if you can, and cover your heart. Join us for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance, allegiance to, the, to flag the flag of the, of the United, United States, States of America, America. And, to and to the Republic, the Republic for which for it stands, which stands one, nation, one nation under God. Under God. God. Indivisible, Indivisible, with liberty, with liberty and, and justice, justice for all. For all. Awesome. Boom. awesome. Welcome. We're a little late, but it was Shocking good to go. Well, I wanted to make sure Michael had the chance to hear the intro twice and that, uh, <laughs> you know, we were ready to be prepared for whatever that was. And so we, we were, no one needs to know that. That's, uh, it, it, was it was all good. It was all good. We got people. Adam, nice to see you. Timothy, good to see you. Look, Tammy. they're coming out of the woodworks tonight. We got mm -hmm. Tammy, we got Timothy, and we already did all this, so I don't need to do anything. You so. can repeat it. Did I take your lines, no, dude? That's no, not, not at all. No, not it's script. not in the script. I appreciate that. <laughs> what is in the script? Oh, my gosh. I have a little news. You want me to start out with some yeah, news? Yeah, share it. Share you know what? I'm going to catch us up from last week because I was um, – where Fremont lives is kind of a lake area, and it was a, a fun and interesting drive. And then taking all of your equipment and setting it up in someone's home. It was so cute. He had this little TV tray that I was going to set my my Chromebook on. And I brought my big old microphone stand and everything. And I'm trying to clip everything on. And the stand went poof and everything. 
just went to the ground. So we started over and it was all good. So I have my little microphone thing now. Um, so, I, but I think it's important. Who's Fremont? Just, oh, just Fremont was our guest there. last yeah. week. Yeah. yeah. Fremont is our, um, so we met him uh, five years ago-ish at a, at a little um, meeting. And I'm pretty sure that was a political <laughs> meeting. But Fremont is, uh, he's a veteran from World War II. And he's 98 oh, wow. and a half years old. Um, he is the sweetest gentleman that, um, oh gosh, he shared, so he, he shared stories about growing up and, you know, helping after the great depression, helping put food on the table. Um, he shared about, he was stationed in Germany and then moved to France during world war oh, wow. II. shared about his beautiful wife who's rest in peace, not with us anymore. Um, but he sure does love the company of beautiful women. He had a guest who showed up that didn't know that we were doing this. And um, for a minute, he thought I was from the local news station, which I I should have just played it. Like, that. I have my own microphone? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he's a good guy. He's a uh, man. He was fun and, and just a love and uh, shared about how he exercises every day. That's how he stays 98 and a half years young. Um, no wrinkles he's amazing so yeah Freema was here and then we had johnny holiday who both of them we had spent time with the day before at and mark i didn't know this but you you had a hard time with the name of the um summit ridge farm sutton. Sutton, sutton ridge farms there we go yes um, now I, I get it now then i did <laughs> when you're live why remember anything you just right. <laughs> So we uh, we hung out at the farm with the Highland beef. Yep, Highland cattle. Cattle. Okay, so I sent you a video this morning. Did you see it? It was a little baby Highland. I, I did. Yeah, I know. See and that. they were saying good morning. It was kind of cute. They're going to eat that thing someday. You hey, know hey, yeah. hey! But um, and one thing I just want to point out: anyone who was listening last week, it was very important to um, Fremont, and we have some pictures in his full dress uniform, and he puts it on. Um, when he goes to events like that, and it's 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 part of him. Um, it's not who he is, but it's what he's done and what he loves, which is his country. So, um, yeah, he's he's a great guy. It's crazy. It's crazy. I because there would be no way on earth. I don't think my this arm would fit in my pants right now. So I I don't know. My class A's are even anywhere near being. Able oh. to be on this bod. some dumbbells and walk from end to get end. some dumbbells and walk the house. Did and you get your coconut, coconut oil? oil? Yeah. <laughs> See, he's got good advice. Got good you advice. know, and I just want to share the story with Michael a little bit. And a couple of weeks ago, we got uh, someone put on our page an upside and down, upside down and backwards flag. And then I, Andrew reached out to me and said, Hey, do we take this off? And I'm like, Let's. Let's have a learning moment. Let's see where it's going. Because there's a lot of trolls. We know this. Social media is just nasty. And it's, uh, I wish everyone was out there for the good, but they're not. And and so I just politely asked the, the young lady, I said, uh, you're flying the flag of distress. What, where are you distressed? Tell me, how can we help you? Oh, this country, this country is, and don't get me wrong. And we're not going to get into this political conversation about, okay, I'm sorry, but this 98-year-old man used to go and skin muskrats and yep. kill ducks for a living. If you're not skinning muskrats 
and, and making your own duck calls and killing ducks, then don't come to me about how you're distressed. Yes, I understand. Inflation is high. I get it. Right. Um, <laughs> it's We're not distressed, people. We're, we're in a time that's different, and we're going to grow, and you have the tools to be successful. Um, if you and if you don't think you do, reach out. We'll find a way. We'll make a way. Um, we do assist veterans and first responders. And I know that's something that Mr. Brooks does as well. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. If you if you're in distress, if you are in distress, reach out to us. Uh, that can be uh, emotional. That can be um, financial. Physical. Yeah, physically. I mean, we, there are people there to support you. And that is why we do this show every Sunday is to show people that there are boots on the ground organizations out there that can help you. There are individuals and 501c3 nonprofit organizations out there to support you. Let's jump into it. Mr. Brooks. Hey. Thank you for being with us tonight. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm sorry it's uh, taking us a while to uh, meet up. Well, you know we did meet up a long time ago yeah and life stuff happens and we never ever ever share that with the rest of the world and it's okay to share that you know life stuff happens yeah, and is. we'll get by it and you know what so last week we even had this conversation about how often the timing is meant to be right like you weren't meant to be on our show earlier you're meant to be on tonight now usually we have several guests and several panels uh, or people of the panel on and there's a connection made somewhere we're going to make a connection somehow tonight whether okay. it's uh someone that's out there listening online or someone that hears the podcast or what so tell us about your organization <clears throat> tell me why you thought it was important to build it and and we'll we'll start with that all right. So we are the 22 is the name of the nonprofit I founded in 2017. And um, honestly, at that time, I was like a lot of other veterans were. Uh, I had, was a combat veteran. I'm Purple Heart, Valor Decorated. I'm retired from my combat injuries. I retired in 2009. And after that, I got caught up in um, that time period where the VA was over prescribing medications and um, and during that time, I was hooked on the pain pills from my injuries uh, that progressed to street level drugs. And I ended up going through about a five year period where I was absolutely homeless, uh, strung out and uh, doing intravenous meth at that point. I mean, it was really bad. It was just not seeking help. Um, and that culminated for me in 2017 with a suicide attempt on February 17th of that year. I attempted to die by overdose. I shot like a gram of heroin up and uh, it wasn't even my drug of choice, but you know, I figured it would kill me and it probably should have. Um, I absolutely overdosed in that abandoned house. I was unconscious for, for many, many hours. When I woke up, I was partially frozen to the floor. I mean, it was, it was that bad. And uh, I got up and realized that that wasn't what I wanted to do anymore. And I don't really know how to explain it except for um, I just suddenly felt like that there was maybe more for me. And so I began to want to get involved in other veteran organizations. I didn't really know how to get involved and make a difference. I'd been homeless for so long. I'd been on drugs. And so um, I looked around at what was available to fight the suicide epidemic since it had so personally just touched me. And um, I didn't think at that time that I saw a lot of people doing anything directly 
to fight the epidemic. I saw a lot of awareness, a ton of it. And I saw a lot of fundraising. There's a ton of that. But I didn't, in my opinion, see a lot of boots on the ground. Let's get in there and, and save these guys. And so that's what I decided to do, essentially. And the way that I decided to do that in the beginning was I just basically put my phone number on Facebook and uh, basically said, hey, if you're a veteran in Arkansas that's struggling, give this number a call and I will literally drive to you anytime, day or night, sit down and talk to you and try to tie you into resources. And um, that's how it went for about the first year that the organization existed. I had the 501c3. Uh, we had a little bit of growth spurts in the beginning trying to figure out how exactly to do this. There was really no manual. At that time, there was nobody just going and responding to veterans at this level that, that we were trying to get to. Um, we had a lot of pushback at that time from the VA, from law enforcement that were basically saying, you can't just show up on these scenes and do this, right? And we were asking them to show us where it said that we couldn't, and they could not produce that. And so that's what we began doing. Uh, for about the first year, it was me going on most of the responses. I mean, all of them pretty much as time went on and we went into 2018, um, there were other people that began to pay attention to what I was doing and the successes that I was I was having and they began wanting to do it as time went on we began uh, as law enforcement began noticing what we were doing as we began interacting with law enforcement on the scene they liked what we were doing what we found was you know a veteran may have wanted to do suicide by cop let's say but we never and to this day have ever found a veteran that wanted to commit suicide by veteran so when we go in there we basically bring right to the front a uh, aspect that law enforcement doesn't have we're not law enforcement, we're not VA, we're not anything like that. We're not lawyers, anything. We're literally just veterans who give enough of a, of a dang to be there. And that's literally what it comes down to. Today, our, our responders, we have around 150 responders around the state of Arkansas. We completely cover the state. Um, our responders are equipped with trauma kits, Narcan, um, and body armor. Uh, every one of our responders, uh, we have to have the response, the body armor to respond on scene with law enforcement. We are um, about as official as you can get. We're fully partnered with the Central Arkansas VA healthcare system. We have an MOU with them. Uh, we are able to do things um, with uh, the veterans we respond to, like bypass waiting room time in the VA ER. That's a huge thing. I don't know if you've ever sat in a VA ER, but I don't know. Here in Arkansas, that can be quite the long experience. Uh, once the VA saw what we were doing and the effectiveness we were having, we were able to bypass some of that, uh, which is, I think, a huge deal. When we got a guy talked down after four or five hours that's ready to get some help, we can now make sure that help is available immediately, that acute care assistance. So that's really good. Uh, something we've developed over the last few years is uh, once we get done with our initial response and uh, get that veteran tied into resources or get a safe plan established, uh, we now have peer support specialists, which are something we're very proud of. Our peer support specialists uh, specialize in drug addiction and alcohol addiction and um, and in assisting peers in those um, those uh, things to and assist, to assist them to getting help and care. Basically, once the acute care um, is taken care of, these guys will reach out to the veteran. And if drugs or alcohol was a problem, which a lot of times in suicide uh, situations, they are not every time, of course, but a lot of the times they are. Uh, we are now able to reach out with these guys who are also veterans themselves who have been on drugs or alcohol themselves and who are clean now and trained who are able to reach out to these guys and start a, about a three-month process of maintaining contact tying them into resources assisting them with uh 
drug cessation, whether that be VA, private, religious based, whatever, whatever they need or want, really. And uh, basically follow through with them for three months and make sure they've gotten through that crisis and have everything they need longer if need be. Uh, since we've started responding, we've responded now to around 530 Arkansas veterans and suicidal crisis. I love that you say that you wanted to be the boots on the ground because that's exactly, I think I started saying that a couple of years ago, like it's great that we have all the awareness out there. That's great. Yes. And people are I think aware. everybody's aware we have a problem, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now we need the action. Now the action needs to happen. Wait, wait. I'd like to create awareness at this time if you guys just. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. right. <laughs> yes. That's I'm the piece like, that we were trying to get away from. Oh, no, you're is, good. You, know, you can talk all day long. It's, it's, it's not, it isn't funny. You know, I mean, I know everybody's heart's in the right place, but, but you know, there's only so much that awareness can do when it gets down to the wire, when that gun is in your hand and that bottle's sitting there and you're all by yourself, I'm telling you, it is profound. The impact that a knock on the door at 2 AM will have when it's just two veterans literally standing there that you do not know. You didn't even call them half the time. A lot of times we found that it's mom, dad, brother, old battle buddy, neighbor, or that's seen us on Facebook, they call us. And nine times out of 10, I would say the veteran doesn't even know we're coming and we just show up. And you think about that, it's 2 a.m. because this has happened. It's 2 a.m. You know, you look through the door of the house and there's a veteran with a gun and a bottle at a table. I've literally seen that. You knock on yep. the door and then just break down in tears when you tell them what you, who you're there for, you know, and, and they, they don't expect it. They don't expect someone to actually care enough to, to follow through and be there and then not only be there but transport them to wherever they need to do walk them where they need to go and make sure they get it they don't just get dropped off somewhere they don't just get a phone number to call later it's hands-on until you are you know squared away amen brother amen and again we're not here to make light of it but again it's we have too no. many people out there talking about it not being about it that's you can't talk about a bridge you're going to build to seal the gap and and never lay a foundation. And if, I mean, I know there's a lot of brothers and sisters that are out there. Trying is dying. That's what I'm going to say. If you're yeah. trying to get this done, you're, you're not going to get it done. And that's, that's what I'm going to say. You have to either and, do it or, or not. That's really right. what it comes down to. Like I could not put my number out there in the beginning and then not follow through. Right. It would have fell apart immediately. And by the way, today we do have our own hotline that's manned 24 hours a day by veterans. So that's awesome, brother. Yeah, that's so. awesome. And I, I'd like to continue a dialogue. I mean, after and that's sure. the great piece about this is the fact that there's a time element that doesn't have a finish line. And I can see that where you are getting your we and you're getting your paws on them and you're not letting them go. And that's sure. really that's the investment. That's the piece. That makes it work. I'm gonna because it's. I'll be honest. It's the same thing that we do. Um, unfortunately, we kind of went to a national level before we wanted to, and everyone, how do you get national? Yeah, well, it was an accident. Don't worry about it. Um, but it's distracted us. It's distracted us about our local mission, right. which is okay too, uh, because now we're able to network with more organizations within our state. But we're also going you know, to because I want to. I want to bring you guys. Have it polished. I want yeah. to bring that to other states. 
where they're I mean we don't need to be so, working so here's the problem other. here's the problem that, that you guys will face and that we face what we how we operate here in Arkansas is I believe the way it should be nationwide however what you're going to run into in other states are their laws we have things such as the Good Samaritan law here in Arkansas that protect my responders if something happens while we're on scene and that veteran completes in front of us we can't be sued not every state has that a lawsuit to an operation of our size would destroy us immediately, especially Absolutely. when we're there only to help. Right. But things happen. Now we are prepared the best we can. We carry in our trained in our trauma kits and Narcan, et cetera. We can render aid if they've already injured themselves or if they injured themselves while we're there. However, we're not God or whatever. So we can't save every life in other States. That could be a fatal blow to the organization and the efforts that you're Absolutely. trying to do. So the only way to Absolutely. do that would be to change the legislation before you go in there. We're already attempting to do that in other states. So, well, and in the state of Minnesota, we do have the same Good Samaritan laws here. Sure, and I mean, some do, some and, don't. And those ones that don't, right. to be a problem. A hundred percent. Or um, you'd have to have a massive amount of insurance in order to be able to operate like this. The reason the VA uh, doesn't duplicate our operations is because <laughs> of that—the liability issues you can imagine. A hundred percent, and which is great. Uh, yeah, on one sense, and not so great on another sense. But what happens is now the VA has to reach down to us to complete some of their their missions. So that's exactly really what's happening for us. That's what's yeah. happening with us as well. So now they're operating with us. Like I said, they've given us these inroads, and I don't know of any other organization that's got a thing where they can bypass an ER waiting room. We do. Uh, right. They've got some of these capabilities that they're trickling down to us uh, slowly at first, but more as we go along. Uh, they are recognizing they can't duplicate our operation and that our operation is successful. So we're working with VAs in North in New York and other parts of the country uh, for that very reason to try to uh, basically make it to where Y22 can expand uh, with the VAs, hopefully some programs that they're working on at this time. So basically it's like a community partnership type uh, initiative. So. Yeah. And so, and like you, I mean, I, this is your show today, so we want to make sure we get your message out there. That's that's what we do, and we need to let people in Arkansas know, and not just Arkansas, because we need to get the seeds planted in Absolutely. other spaces as well. Um, and that's what this conversation gets to do. The great news, I just got a text message. Uh, Tammy and Cliff Webster, the Powerball winners, um, are going to give me some of their money, and I, oh. I got to put my number in here real quick and give my account. <laughs> And uh, then I will. Good job. You know, gosh, what a lucky day. Wait, <laughs> I, I mean, think um, my mom was just in that too. Texted you right up, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my mom has to go to Costa Rica, unfortunately, to pick her part of that up. So. Oh, she does? Yeah, you'll have to race her heading down? to the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I'm going to plan a seed, Miss Eichmann. I would like you, I'm putting it on your shoulders, mm-hmm. to select our first tune of the evening. Oh, I already got you. Yeah. You already got me? You tell right. me when you're ready. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what's the biggest hurdle you think you've uh, seen since you started your mission, brother? Um, there, there's been a couple things that when we started that we've noticed have kind of slowed down. In the beginning, we were getting, a, uh, we would get calls and we weren't the only ones. So as I say this, understand that law enforcement gets these occasionally. Other people do as well. Uh, but we had to sift through them, and it was kind of a big deal. Uh, we had a problem with people claiming to be veterans, 
people who were possibly better, a lot of stolen valor, let's say, type situations. Uh, we've learned how to sort all those out. Our vetting process is a lot better. Unfortunately, that's a part of any of this, you know. Uh, we also had a problem with guys who were uh, claiming to be suicidal and running off to uh, do whatever, you know, meet a girl in another town or whatever. But we figured out that if we work with law enforcement, we can ping their cell phones <laughs> and figure out where we're at. So they've stopped. We've stopped having a lot of those <laughs> after a few of them. And uh, so we've weeded a lot of that out. We've streamlined our operations. I would say the biggest uh, problem that you have when you try to start something like this is simply getting the VA and law enforcement to work with you. Understand that when you go into a suicidal veteran's house, right, it's a lot different than talking to them on Facebook. If they're armed and drunk, they can be violent, and that is a reality of it, right? I'm a veteran myself. I've been suicidal. I'm not talking down on anyone. It's simply the reality of it. Um, in those situations, you have to be very careful and prepared to deal with the, the possible outcomes that there could be. Um, when we train our guys, we have a very intensive training. Uh, we are, they're very made very well of those uh, risks. Um, what you're going to have though, is law enforcement and the VA just simply doing like they did to us and saying, you can't do this, right? What you have to essentially do is do it anyway, you know, and you have right. to find a way to make it work. If you want to do it and you want to take that path, like you said earlier, you have to 100% go down it. You cannot half, half ass it. No offense. You have to do it. If you don't, what you're going to do is get somebody hurt and killed, including yourself. And that's, that's not good. It's not helping anybody. So again, if you're going to take on a project like that, make sure you're ready for all of it, you know? Well, and so for, and I'm going to just kind of piggyback yours. Ours is the, the people that get involved are don't realize how much work it takes. Uh, and <laughs> they come in for a second. They see the work, they're gun ho They want to be about it. They want to help. And they just don't have the stamina to keep up with the work that actually it requires. And uh, no. my heart goes out to that, and I don't talk bad or down to any single one of them. Um, but this is a lot of work. And um, me and Andrea had a moment last year. And it, it, this is, it's comical and it's invigorating at the same time. But we came off a two day event and we were beat and we were done. And we we're supposed to have this show that night and I, I called the guests and said we're we're canceling tonight i am i'm too tired i can't be on well thank god for our amazing network because they were worried about it and they wanted yeah. it and they and they they got hold of andrea and begged her to start a show and so we started the show with no content and just had an amazing evening of just having open dialogue and conversation and um we are so thankful for the network of people that are involved with this. Thank you for trusting in us. Thank you for uh, the support you provide us and making sure that we're here every week. It's a marriage I wasn't really excited. I mean, <laughs> it was fun at the front, and it's still fun, but it takes a lot of work to put this on weekly and uh, making sure vetting our guests and making sure that we have people who are in it for the right reasons because – Unfortunately, we do have some people that are out there in this world of nonprofit world that aren't in it for the right reasons, and uh, and we're here to support them too. So, and um, on that note, you're absolutely correct. I do want to say you're 100 right on that as far as nonprofits, but I do have to brag for a second. Right now, if you call this hotline number in the state, there's roughly 150 veterans 
that will jump at the opportunity to get up at 2 a.m. and drive an hour if they have to to talk down a veteran in a two-man team. And I think that's incredible. I absolutely so. love it. And I love the fact that you have that connection and that that world is put in place. And uh, yeah. it's a piece I, I'm going to be honest, I'm envious of because it, I think we should, across this country, uh, have less than a 20-minute response time to any one of these and be able to – and we're really close with having those dialogues with across the country and we're, and that's why we're excited to have you in our network because there's been conversations where we had a guy in Florida. Some people reached out to us. Why are they reaching out to us? Our phone was accessible to them. And then we, we ended up that one took about 40 minutes to get someone by his side, but we got someone there. And uh, as, as far as I know, well, we still have not, well, guys, if you want to copy this number down, I'll give you our hotline. And if you have a veteran suicidal or in crisis in the state of Arkansas, you give that number a call, and I will 100% guarantee you somebody will be there ASAP. We have your web page up, but if you would uh, – you just, just write a little off, and I'll get it up there. Sure. It's 1-855-932-7384. And the cool thing about that number is if you'll type in one eight five five we are the twenty two, it will ring through even though it's too many I numbers. Love it. But if you can't remember, it. it'll ring through. That's awesome. It. I'll get that up here. That awesome. Um I we'll think, take a quick music break. Oh, I was just gonna after say after Andrew's thoughts. On top of what um you were saying, so building into this, this these people that will help and be there and do the job with you, um, sometimes they just have to see it work. So anyone who's watching right now who thinks that they might have a similar a similar way to do things, Michael's group is the way it works. Obviously, he's got the experience. He knows the ins and outs. And some other groups, we might have even had other groups on who are attempting a similar program. Um, these are the steps. So I hope they're listening. I just put a quote up. I don't know if it was just the last couple of days. And it, it kind of struck a chord with me. Um, because of what we do, but your story is, is that 10 seconds that relates to someone else's story and you sharing it will save their life. And that's the big piece. And and for you, you have both, you have both ends of the story. You have the success and you have the, the moment where it turned you, turned you around the not so successful success. So, I mean, I would, would, and if I could speak on that for just a second, if you're a veteran that's out there struggling right now and you're listening to this or watching it, 100%. 100%. When I was on drugs and, and homeless and everything, um, you know, a lot of that, I think I'm 100% disabled from my injuries and everything. And I, at that time, I wasn't, you know, obviously I wasn't working, I'm unemployable, and I didn't have a mission or a purpose. If that's you right now and you're struggling, the best thing you can do is to get up and get involved in a veterans organization of any kind. If you if you can't find one, start one. If you're some, there's a there's something you're passionate about, whatever it is, get in it and do it. It'll save your life. That's what saved mine. Mm-hmm. So, and that's something that we found by doing this as, as well, guys. After a while, we found out we were giving our responders a uniform, equipment, everything, just like they were still in the military. They're kind of like they're on QRF. They're responding. They're doing something that matters. And over time, we began to realize that we were probably saving as many lives through our responders as we were uh, through the responses themselves, through that brotherhood I- and that camaraderie. That is exactly the same verbiage we we use because it is therapeutic. It is when you're that guy who is in charge, the heavy, who is leading the charge. You know, there's a there's a sense of oh, 
urgency and a sense of responsibility. And, uh, and you know what? At the end of the day, it freaking feels good. And, um, you know, you take care. I cannot tell you, and I'll, and I'll be the first one to tell you, I do not deserve this accolade. I do not deserve this accolade. But when I receive the phone call, the email, or the message that says, hey, brother, what, what your time saved my life. Um, I'm telling you right now, I selfishly get up every single day to put my boots on the ground to see if I can make one more of those moments happen. Because right. we're told 17 to 75 of them happen every day. I know our world will say 22. 17 to 75 of them happen every single day. Yep. Let's get one. Let's get one. Um, Absolutely. With that said, take the time right now. We'll go into a music break real quick. Uh, after I get done saying this piece, um, all of us have one of these right now. It's I know it's within your reach. Get on. Find a buddy. Just say, hey, what's up, dog? What's up, dog? Uh, um, these are the lifelines. And someone is out there in a funk. You don't know who they are. They're having a minute. They're having a moment. If you do a six-pack, you know what? We're just re- reaching out to more. So it takes probably less than a minute and a half to reach out to six of your doesn't even have to be your best friends, can be your best friends. You have them on Facebook, you have them on YouTube, you have them on uh, TikTok, they're all there. You have them on Snapchat, six people right now just saying, hey, thinking of your brother and sister. Um, right now, we've got roughly 33 people online right now. Uh, if we were able to do that in a six-pack, that'd be 180-some people that we would uh, get to make sure tomorrow we get to talk to. So uh, take that time. What do we got, Andrea? Okay, well, because it's not quite the time of the year that we had this guest on a couple of years ago, but I am going to play James Kazad and A Day in the Life of a Soldier. It's fitting. So here you go. Hang on tight. Brother, I want to say thank you for all you do. This song's for you. Thank you. Thank you, brother. I was 18 when I left it all behind Traded in my teenage years Fight for what was right Left here aboard Came back a man Took my Bible and I said a prayer each day Trusted in God, He helped show me the way And I gave my heart to protect this blessed land And I still can't get the evil that I've seen out of my head I still wrestle with those demons that won't let me forget to see the bombs and hear the screams. Can't find a way out of the dreams that haunt my mind. And I'm home, but it ain't over. Such is a day, the life of a soldier. 
Oh, say, can you see the tear rolls down my face? As they lay and folded flat, my brother's resting place. I can't help but wonder why him and not me. Sometimes it don't seem fair to me. I still can't get the evil that I seen out of my head. I still wrestling with those demons. Won't let me forget to see the bombs and hear the streets. Can't find a way out of the dreams that haunt my mind. I'm home, but it ain't over. Such is a day. Life of a soldier It's a sacrifice that most can't comprehend If it means you keep your freedom Do it all again I still can't get the evil That I seen out of my head I still wrestling with those demons Won't let me forget to see the bomb Hear the screams Can't find a way out of the dreams That haunt my mind I'm home but it ain't over Yes, such is the day Life of a soldier Such is the day and that is the late James Kazad. Um, we didn't lose James uh, to his devices. Uh, sadly, it was a, a in-home accident that uh, took his life a little over a year ago, and so. Um, bless you, brother. Definitely, definitely. Mr. Newton, good to see you, brother. Thanks to be here. Uh, we're going to hear your amazing music down in. We got some exciting news, people. Um, we've been talking about it. We have it in place. Um, there's a lot of things that we're working on, but uh, we know that we're going to be going down and seeing Tony Turner. Uh, Tony Turner... Don Ricks, D-Rock, Adam Martin, all veterans nominated for awards at the Josie Awards at the Grand Ole Opry. We have the amazing opportunity, Andrea and myself, and maybe Dan if he's going with us, uh, to uh, run the red carpet for this event. I'm very excited about it. And uh, then we're going to do our Nashville takeover while we're down there. We've got a list of names. We got Don Ricks. We've got uh, oh, Sean, Sean Keller. We got Timothy Newton. We got uh, Sugar Rose. We've got uh, Jesse Quantz, Tony Turner, and Adam Martin of Blackbird Anthem. All planning on being part of our piece of the Nashville takeover. We're very excited about that. Um, that's October 20th through the 25th. Um, and we'd love to see you down there. If you're down there, reach out to us. We're, we're uh, making some other events happening while we're there. And uh, I, we're just behind the eight ball on some pieces here. Uh, 
apparently if you're a big superstar, you don't have to answer the phone all the time or get back to you as quickly as you'd like them to be. It happens because we're the nobodies. It's okay. And that's not directed <laughs> at anyone. It just uh, things take a little longer and uh, it is what it is. So, um, Michael, what's next for We Are the 22? Oh, wait, he's muted. Sorry, Michael. Okay, uh, it's okay. Here we go. Sorry um, about that. Well, honestly, we've begun recently. I've actually. Um, lot 22 is as an organization is functioning well, it's strong and, um, it's, uh, vibrant and everything it's growing. We're still getting responders. So honestly, after five years of dealing with veteran suicide on a daily basis, being on call literally for five years, it takes its toll on you. And so recently as of about May, and I haven't posted this online yet, so you're getting a scoop. Uh, recently I've moved back, stepped back from lot 22 a hair. Uh, I'm still founder and president and all that. Still got these titles or whatever, but uh, I am starting to focus my attention on a new organization called uh, Water Therapy Incorporated that is oh, yeah. uh, going to focus on taking veterans and first responders scuba diving in places like the Georgia Aquarium with well with well sharks and things like that. But yeah. not just not just veterans and first responders, but catastrophically injured ones. And we're talking everything from amputee to quadriplegic. We're going to train veterans as buddy divers to be able to take these heroes uh, diving in some amazing places. So that's really, that's my new, my new project. So uh, as far as as what 22, we're working with the, uh, as the organization, like I said, we're working with the uh, VAs and other states to, uh, to attempt to develop programs through the VA in order to duplicate our operation as a whole in other states. So I love in it. tandem with the VA. Good. Good. That's awesome. I know you'll get great reception in, in some, it, it is the, uh, it comes to the, the top of conversations many times in the different states we're in, which states have amazing support <laughs> and which states just fight and claw you, for all the support they can get. So right. are you rattling a cage there, Miss Eichmann? No, not at all. Yes. Yes. I'm challenging all those states that, that don't. How about take it's, a better look? Take a better look it's at not, it. It's not exactly. It's not hard. It's not hard stuff. And you know, there just needs to be what they need to do is get some of our brains in there. And that's a scary thing too. But to get some legislation that floats back that way. So that's what we're that's what we're doing with Arkansas. And once we get that passed, I think we're going to try to actually duplicate that in the other states. And what we're doing is like with our Good Samaritan clause, we're basically adding one sentence into the clause itself, into the legislation that will actually mention us by name and basically protect us in the operation of our duties, let's say. Uh, from being liable if there is a, a, an incident, right? So that'll protect us uh, completely because uh, our argument is, why well, have a good Samaritan clause if you can't do exactly what we're doing? My dog is growing. And I and, oh, you're good. <laughs> nice uh, we get it all the time. Don't worry about it. Um, well, and so that's, I guess, the piece of, again, now going back to the awareness piece, um, this is the most pure and i'm some someone's going to hit me in the chops with this and i get it fine hit me in the chop this is one of the most pure social justice movements there is out there because there's no bias if you serve we support you 
So if so you we, went and did something, if you got off your ass and went and did something for other people other than yourselves, we're going to find the support for you. That's what that is. And one hundred percent, I'll echo that. If you call our hotline, we don't we don't find out. We don't you know we we serve you. We try to save your life from suicide before we fully vet you as a veteran. And all that actually does is uh, determine where we can put you. Like if you're dishonorably discharged, kind of limits what we can do as far as the VA, right? So uh that's that's the thing so i agree with you 100 percent. it doesn't matter race color creed if you call us and you're suicidal and you say you're a suicidal veteran we're going to be there and we're going to help you and that doesn't matter and i think that's profound myself i agree that is one of the, we ran into that right away they're like what are you going to do when you run into this situation and we're like you're we going to ask questions did you wear a uniform you did you what and i just that's so fresh because i just filled out a um one of those fundraising platforms. And that was like their big, huge questions for reapplying. It was, um, it, are you led by this group? Are you, and I'm like, I, nope, nope, we're all human. That's the group I'm yeah. in right now. Yeah, we're right. all pink in the middle. And so that one, that, that one that, gets carried a little too far. I'm afraid that, now, it really does. That, that kind of stuff, 100%, does not factor into any of our responses. Now, I will say that if you're a female in the state of Arkansas and you call our hotline, we are going to do our level best to make sure that females respond to you. Uh, because of the prevalence of MST, we we try to make sure that that is uh, we we are able to always do that. Amen. Uh, Amen. Another thing, uh, if you are trying to start a veteran suicide type uh, intervention organization. Uh, a couple of things you're going to need is training. You can't just go in there as good as your intentions are. You probably don't need to roll into a true suicide situation just being, hey, happy, look, go lucky. I tried to do that in the beginning. It's not the best idea. And, and even right now, I'm not recommending it. I would recommend you look into things such as assist training through Living Works Foundation. That's a two-day, eight-hour, very intense suicide intervention training. It's very good. And I would start there and then educate yourself as best as you could and find as many suicide trainings that you can find and take them, get them under your belt. Make sure that every one of your people have those trainings that will help add to your legitimacy uh, when you try to work with the VA and law enforcement. So as well as prepare you to do the best job you can. So love that. That's great. Cause that's, that's us and our board and our recruits is you have to go through the training. You have to have this sure. training. You have to know what you're talking about. And we always that's have right. people that want to help. And then, you know, they listen to a call and they're like, yeah, no, that's not what I, <laughs> yeah. I guess. That's not for me. That's so, Timothy. So, thank you for setting that up. MST is not only female vets. Um, MST is prevalent throughout. And that was one of our mm-hmm. very first Absolutely. cases. So, yeah. I said that because we have a majority male response population, yep. but in those instances, we are going to bend over backwards to send females. That's all I was saying. We have plenty of males to cover nope. males for beer, but, uh, uh, you know, and, uh, yeah, big thing. You're absolutely right. MST does affect everyone. So did not mean to take a lot. I was that. no, no. And yeah, I no, don't no. think you do. Um, that was one of the things and I'll be honest. This is my truth. Uh, when we started this and we started bringing guests on and we started vetting, uh, our guests and the ones that wanted to talk about military sexual trauma, um, I'll be honest. I mean, I had a kind of a good understanding or knowledge about the direction it was towards women. Yes. I had no idea. And Timothy, thank you for bringing that up because it is important for us to, to remember this. I had no idea the amount and statistically how many are involved on, on the male side. And and that, it breaks my heart. And it's, it's, 
it's our classic, you know, not everyone is a clean cut all American uh, soldier. Um, and, and we get that and we understand that and we vet and work through that and we will support because they did give something extra. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, it also, the military draws some of the not shining people there too. Well, you, the forces um, behind and the situations sometimes work on a person as well. It's not you know, always something brought Tim- along. Timothy, if you're willing to say it, I'm willing to post it brother. And, um, Thank you for yep. for holding that guide on. Um, I'm okay. sorry you have to hold that guide on, but thank you for holding that flag. And uh, we are here for you, brother. We are with you. That takes guts right there. That's huge guts. I, yeah. Well, that's a message. Your words are what help others as well. Yep. Um, Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah um, as far as our responses go, though, man, um, you know, you get you get all kinds of situations you you know and, and as you go you're going to see veterans from all walks of life all all types of service that have experienced all kinds of things and uh the best way as an organization for us to be prepared to combat or to understand those those situations that we come across is to have a very diverse team of res- veteran responders doing the responding through their own situations, some of our responders have been on drugs, they've been on alcohol, some of them experienced MST or survived it, uh, you know, on and on and on. And because of that, we have a very diverse pool of people who, when they go talk to one of these veterans, they can draw from that knowledge. And since we roll in two-man teams everywhere we go, if one guy doesn't have the answer, maybe their, their battle does. And they're able to tag team that, that, that situation and, and try to find solutions. And, uh, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, I think that there needs to be a lot more of just trying to understand people, you know what I mean? Because that's at the end of the day, all we're actually trying to do is understand their situation and find a workable solution. You know, you know, I'm, I'm a country boy from Cody, Wyoming, and uh, I moved to Minnesota and wow, did I, where my eyes open, like literally, literally. That's open. a big, that's I mean, a big move, man. That's the, there is I, my first job was in a, I'm a school teacher and uh, I, I'm just sharing that for everyone else to know. My first job was at a first-tier suburban school in Minneapolis. My eyes were open. And um, not that I lashed out, not that I held people back, not that I tore down people, but I I learned. I learned. And if you can learn to realize, and I don't know why I'm stepping on this box right now, but um, if you can learn to realize that, you start from your nose and then at your toes. That's you. And what other people do, it doesn't matter one unless it's affecting you. Right. Um, and then you have a way, you have rights. And those rights you get to go into. Now, you don't get a makeup rights. You get Your rights are, you can't make it up. But, um, gosh, I can't tell you what a blessing my life has become. Opening doors that I had shut personally for myself. And... I've built relationships. I've, I've made friends that I would have never made before. And um, it's, it's just being open. And um, and that's a gigantic piece. Um, you know, how many times, let's talk about military sexual trauma for a minute. How many times would you be like, oh, that's taboo. I'm going to turn around and walk this way because I don't want any part of that. Um, and then you're alienating you're alienating your brother and sister who you did have a relationship with 
and now you set them out there on an iceberg by themselves. And True. so, um, yeah, reach back, reach back. You know, I, I'm a, I'm also a trained firefighter and EMS. You know, that's you're constantly reaching forward and reaching back. You're on the hose. You, you, you have to make sure your team's there. And if your team's not there, you're not going to make the mission. And that's the, there's your truth right there. That's right. Boom. All of that. Well, Michael, seriously, and you can, you have more parting words, but I want to thank you for all of the knowledge that you shared tonight and all of the, I mean, it's amazing 2017 until now, what you've done and accomplished in the way of that kind of support and yeah, I would say rescue. Um, And I'm, I'm wishing you well, I'm, I, we're here for you. This is what we do. We support other organizations that do similar to what we are doing. And this is incredibly similar. And so, um, yeah, we're here for you too. uh, In reference, ours, go ahead, brother. I was just going to follow up. Yeah. That 100% working together, the organizations working together, that is the answer. I think that the federal government and everybody have done as much as they can and that it's going to fall on the communities and you and me to pick up the slack. Like I think you said earlier, I 100% agree with that. Uh, part of our success is working with other organizations and using ourselves once we get that veteran uh, to serve as a conduit to those organizations. And we would not be successful if we did not do that. We, the people, the People's Patriot Project. I was like, Peter, the something people. happened. What did you yeah. do? No, I put it up there. We, the people. No, yeah, I, I, got it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't, we didn't create this organization so veterans and first responders can come out and take care of veterans and first responders. That's 10% of our society. We're, we, here we go. We have 90% of our society that gets to lay their big fat heads on the pillows of freedom every single day without a qualm about what's coming in their back door. They're not worried about it a bit because we got brothers and sisters are out there that have put their name on the line and are in a battle of their life. Our police officers are fighting for their lives right now. And we want to follow policy of defund the police and stupid garbage like that. And then you whine about the amount of crime that's in your community when they start pulling back. Act like I don't understand why this is happening. <laughs> well, and that's because we're in Minnesota. It's not funny, but it's the not U, funny, but University the crime, of Minnesota. The crime here isn't funny either, but it's kind of like right. your policies kind of brought it on, you know. Exactly. I don't think we're laughing for humor. We're we're laughing because it's, it's like sad. ain't nothing funny about it. It's common sense. <laughs> it's common sense. Is, that's that's the piece, and now we're slipping to the stuff that we don't normally get into, and that's the piece. Where's the common sense? Yeah, that's all I asked, Miss Eichmann. Did you have another one for the night before we close? Oh, another song. Oh, yeah. Well, I do because we're gonna leave on a really good note. And shoot, I had another thought, and it was um, okay the way Michael explained things because I'm always trying to figure out, and I, I'm not military myself. I have in my family. Um, lots of military connections and neighborhood and friends and coworkers. And uh, I always am trying to explain. um, And I'm sorry, I'm trying to back up to when I was thinking this, but always trying to explain how this works and what happens. And because a lot of times we take our veterans mostly or first responders that are struggling out of their environment and try to show them some good. 
Like, can you just stay at a hotel, see a movie or a play, swim, go for a drive, have some ice cream. And while you're doing this, just be thinking about where do you need to be next? What is your, and, and like you said, hold, we claim to hold their hand through that next step so that we know that they're not just being let go. And here you go, here's some ideas now going back home to your issues. And so having that sort of explanation of, um, you have first, you have veterans helping veterans. Ah, shoot. I wish I could remember. It was very profound and I'm stalling. I'm really stalling okay. to remember what I was thinking. I'll think of it. I'll type it in the comments. It'll be okay. But it was just that connection when explaining right. to the civilians that, that, I mean, I get questioned a lot. Why do you do this? Why do you do this? Like I live in a nice comfy home with a lot of kids. Didn't, didn't go fight on another country's turf. And, uh, um, that's why, that's why I do this because I didn't go fight on another country and I didn't go put out fires and whatever. Um, and so that is why I do this. Um, right. Boom. But if you have any, do you have any last thoughts or shares, Michael? Cause if not, uh, uh, just what I always end on. And that's if you're an Arkansas veteran who happens to see this anytime today, now or in the future, uh, and you're struggling or, you know, of a buddy that's struggling, please call our hotline. Check out our website if you want to get involved with what we do. Uh, we are the 22.com or .org, I'm sorry. Uh, go there. If you want to get involved, get on, click on uh, get involved and become a responder and uh, fill that out. And our recruiter will get with you and start you on that path. There it is. 1-855-932-7385. Man, 24 hours a day. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Um, make sure you do your buddy checks. Yep. Remember, we are the beacon. Remember that uh, all of us have the key of making this better. Um, yeah, thank you, Timothy. I, I just you, realized Dad. we have two Timothys on right now, but uh, yeah. we're oh, with yeah, you, brother. <laughs> yep. yep. What are we ending on? Well, Hang tight, just, Michael, if you got time. Let me just right. tell you. Oh, yeah, if you can stay. Stay for a minute. Um I'll play this song, but uh, I just want to remind you all, this is Constitution Week. Two big observances, I'm trying to rush. We have Citizenship Day and Constitution Day. And then this Constitution Week covers those two days. The Library of Congress um, site describes these observances as being created to both commemorate the signing of the Constitution on September 17th, 1787, and recognize all who, by coming of age or by naturalization, have become citizens during this time. They encourage Americans to reflect on the rights and responsibilities of citizenship and what it means to be a U.S. citizen. I guess I, I can put that in there because I always tell my students that too, just be a good citizen. So there is that. It's the 18th today, so we are also celebrating the Air Force birthday. Thank you, Air Force. Um, before you were created. The military's flying operations were handled by the U.S. Army on land and Navy by sea. And then we were branched into the Air Force, which also goes with the National Air Guard birthday. This includes Army National Guard and Air National Guard. These two components have a mission to equip, train, and deploy when needed in emergencies for contingencies around the world. And next weekend is Gold Star Families, Mothers and Families Day. So keep them in your thoughts all week long. Um, and as you do, anything else, Peterson? Good. As you do that, keep us in mind. Love you all. Peace to all of you. See you Thank next you, week.
paycheck A pocket of these jeans Got these Jensen's cranking George Strait circa 